From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello there, I'm Graham, VK4 Baker Baker. You've tuned national news from the WIA. This for week commencing September 6, 2015, our Father's Day edition. Poor weather and propagation faced by VI0 Anzac. Operator Doug, VK0DMV, told us because of the wind at the time, official permission was needed to venture outdoors to transmit. The icy wind howled at 80 knots as Doug stayed overnight in an antenna shack. Despite adverse Antarctic winter weather conditions, the VI0 Anzac event made it to air last weekend and logged some 56 contacts. Many more listened or had signals too weak they couldn't be heard. Doug sent his apologies for having to leave early on Sunday, but a break in the weather meant an exit from the antenna shack. Even then, it took about 45 minutes with frequent stops to clear an ice build-up on the windscreen that cut visibility. VI0 Anzac log sheets are now on the EQSL system and enable verification of contact with Casey Station, VKFF571, that number needed by the park chasers. The WIA expresses sincere thanks to Doug VK0DMV and his sterling effort and to the Australian Antarctic Division for their assistance that made it all possible. Now to this month's 100 Anzac activities. Amateur Radio Experimenters Group are using VK100 Anzac and will have a digital voice mode station to commemorate the 26th Infantry Battalion's arrival at Gallipoli and its deployment to Taylor's Hollow. The event at Young Husband, South Australia, for 48 hours from September 11 recognises the battalion's efforts while promoting Free DV, a relatively new digital voice mode. Here from VK5 is Ben with more on this activation of VK100 Anzac. The Amateur Radio Experimenters Group would like to invite all amateurs interested in HF digital voice communications to join us on the weekend of the 12th and 13th of September in a Free DV Codec 2 Digital HF Voice QSO Party. FreeDV is a new digital voice mode developed by an international group of amateurs, led by David Rowe, VK5DGR. FreeDV operates at very low bit rates and narrow bandwidths using an open source digital voice compression algorithm, Codec 2, developed by David. As such, it is ideal for use on HF. The aim is to encourage as many amateurs as possible to come and try this new digital HF mode, joining us and many other free DV operators as possible in making contacts via digital HF voice around Australia and across the world. AREG, in conjunction with David VK5DGR, one of the co-creators of free DV, will be activating a special event free DV HF station under the Wireless Institute of Australia's special event call sign VK100 ANZAC over next weekend. Various bands will be used with the primary call channels being 14.236 MHz and 7.175 MHz plus or minus QRM. The VK100 ANZAC net control station will be listening and intermittently calling on free DV on the 20 and 40 metre bands. Details of the times are to be found on the AREG's web pages and the text edition of this broadcast. So, get your gear ready, download and install the free DV GUI application on your PC, use a PC to HF radio interface 
and a USB headset, and you too can participate in the free DV QSO party. Details on how to set up your station to run FreeDV may be found on the FreeDV Project's website at freedv.org. Remember, next weekend, the 12th and 13th of September, for the FreeDV Codec 2 QSO party. Of course, details of this information may be found on AREG's web pages at www.areg.org.au and the text edition on the WIA web pages. I'm Ben, VK5. BB for the Amateur Radio Experimenters Group. On the following weekend, the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Club uses VK100 Anzac for 48 hours from September 19 to commemorate the awarding of the Victoria Cross to Roy Inwood during World War I. It will be portable from a military vehicle museum at Edinburgh, north of Adelaide. The open-air operation trying 40, 20 and 15 between 0100 UTC and 0700 UTC. Later in September, VI5 Anzac will be activated by North East Radio Club on September 25 and for three days to commemorate the 11th Light Horse Regiment in Palestine. September 26 and for 120 hours at the Z Special Forces Memorial, Damon Point Harvey Bay in South East Queensland, VI4 Anzac will commemorate Operation Jaywick. In 1943, a commando-type operation that sunk seven enemy ships in Singapore. The West Australian Defence Amateur Radio user group is getting ready to fire up VI6 Anzac at the HMAS Stirling facility Perth on September 26 to mark the anniversary of two World War I Victoria Cross recipients. With more on that operation, it's to Andrew VK6AS. There is another VK100 Anzac activation in VK6 running from Friday the 25th of September to Sunday the 27th, 2015. The VK6 Garden Island team are activating Garden Island off the coast of Perth to commemorate 100 years since the Great War. The WIA have granted the use of VK100 Anzac for the duration of the activation. The island is home to HMAS Stirling, Fleet Base West, the Royal Australian Navy's home on the west coast. The island offers a unique location to operate amateur radio and is known to offer very low QRM. Many thanks are due to the base commanding officer for her permission to use the site. The team would like to get you involved. For those in VK6 or who are prepared to travel, there are opportunities to get onto the island during the activation in your own vehicle or grab a lift with one of the organisers. Two absolutely fantastic locations on the west of the island are available for use. These will offer brilliant HF and interesting 2 metre operations. Power, ground and other basic facilities will be provided on site. Contact can be made via the events page of VK100 Anzac Activation on facebook.com. For details and updates on the event, to show your interest and book your spot, get in there now as these spots are sure to be filled rapidly. If you're elsewhere in Australia or the world, you can still get involved by making contact through the activation page on Facebook. Precise details of timing and frequencies will also be published through Facebook events. John, VK6RX, is one of the main organisers, and his email is victorkilo6romeoxray at sierraalpha-foxtrot-foxtrot-romeo-echo-yankee-dot-india-delta-dot-alpha-uniform. And I'm Andrew, VK6AlphaSierra. For full details of all ANZAC 100 events, please visit the ANZAC section of wia.org.au. And as Andrew said... Put VK100 ANZAC activation into your Facebook search block. 
Commemorating Anzac 100, a series of articles is appearing in Amateur Radio magazine. During World War II was cobbled together a transmitter known as Winnie the War Winner, a most important iconic item from Australia's involvement. Max Loveless, an active radio amateur in Hobart from 1937 where he operated as VK7ML, was referred to as the number one man in the project engaging a team of four signalers. First published in the March 2011 edition of OTN, the Journal of the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia, and we'll hear more from the RAOTC in a moment, it's been contributed by Bill Roper, VK3BR. For long weeks after the Japanese landed at Dille in Timor in February 42, nothing was heard from Australia's Sparrow Force. Most of the Sparrow Force had surrendered, while some were guerrillas who remained fighting with no supplies and no contact with Australia. Then in April, a dramatic radio signal was heard in Darwin. Force intact, still fighting, badly need boots, money, quinine, Tommy gun ammunition. This signal was transmitted by Winnie the War Winner, built from scraps. The plan by Max Lovelace was that all the commandos looked out for anything that might serve as a radio part. Now, the Darwin radio room was suspicious and demanded proof of the men's identity. After verification, the guerrillas of Sparrow Force again repeated their dramatic signal. The Royal Australian Air Force parachuted items and the Royal Australian Navy began a regular run from Darwin to Timor with supplies. The RAN lost the destroyer HMAS Voyager and the corvette HMAS Armadale during these supply drops. The commanding officer of Sparrow Force later said, but for the amazing job done by these four signallers led by Max Lovelace, they would not have been able to contact Australia. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. WIA Board Talk, WIA Special Purpose Grants. These are designed to be awarded to people whose projects are closely aligned to the Board's strategic policy for the development of amateur radio. WIA Special Purpose Grants are available to affiliated clubs and individual members, but they are also open to non-members and non-affiliated organisations, so long as the project is for the benefit of amateur radio overall and that the non-member or non-affiliated organisation contributes at least 50% of their own funds. Now, the closing date for grant submissions is 18 September 2015. In last month's edition of AR, our President identified the needs to review the way the WIA operated to ensure that it continued to meet the needs of the membership. A review of the operation of the WIA office was recently completed and discussed by the WIA board. As a result, it was determined that the existing office structure did not meet our current and future needs. A decision was made to remove the position of office manager and replace it with an executive officer. As a result, Mal Brooks has left the WIA. We thank him for his past service and wish him well for the future. The executive officer position will take a much more active role in the development and implementation of strategies designed to increase membership and improve member services. 
An advertisement for this role will be published in due course. VK1 WIA, all local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds. And here is something of interest for hams right across Australia. Tomorrow, right across Australia, it's the old-timers group on air meat. Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6 Charlie Sierra Whiskey, reminding you that tomorrow, the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's September News and Information Bulletin goes to air. This month's main features will be the history of the time pips at the BBC, plus an item on the future of HF, preceded by the latest club news and information. Tomorrow's RAOTC Bulletin can be heard on a variety of HF, VHF and UHF frequencies, but the main HF 20 metre broadcast is at 0100 UTC, beamed northwards from Melbourne on 14.150 MHz upper sideband for Eastern States listeners. An hour later, at 0200 UTC, Chris VK6JI will be transmitting on 40 metres from Perth on 7060 kHz lower sideband simultaneously with the broadcast via the News West linked repeater system. In addition to these broadcasts, throughout the day local operators transmit the bulletin on a number of HF, VHF and UHF frequencies. To find a time and frequency for your local area, please visit the RAOTC website at www.raotc.org.au www.raotc.org.au where you can also find details of how to join the RAOTC. Everyone, REOTC members and non-members alike, is cordially invited to listen to tomorrow's bulletin and to participate in the callbacks afterwards. Don't forget too that the REOTC on-air party takes place on Saturday, September the 19th. Full details can be found on the REOTC website. 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. News from the Sunshine Coast. This is Gordon, VK4VP. Sunfest, the countdown is on, September 12th, and it's in the usual spot of the past few years at the Wombai School of Arts building in the main street of Wombai starting from 9am. The usual tables and equipment will be there along with great food and friendship. There will be signage and a call in on the link repeaters of 146.825 and 146.850. For more information or to book a table, contact the Sunfest coordinator, Warwick Marshall C. VK4NW on 0403 071797 or email sunfest at vk4wis.org. This is Gordon, VK4VP. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Indian Homebrewers Meat Field Day. The first Indian Homebrewers Meat Field Day was successfully held on the 22nd and 23rd of August at YMCA Camp Yelagiri. The event was truly a unique event. The crowd consisted of radio amateurs from far-flung places, which indicated their keen interest in learning more and meeting people who shared similar interests. The organisers hoped the event provided newcomers to the hobby 
with plenty of opportunities and in also engaging operators and home brewers alike to come together and share their experience. Everybody wins. Quite a long list of rules applied to this gathering, including no chief guests. All in attendance are guests, and no one person is more important or higher than the other. No profit, no loss. This is pretty much self-explanatory. If you want to see a profit out of such an event, look elsewhere. No commercial sale. This is pretty much an extension of the previous guideline. No sales counters, no junk sales, no stalls. The VU planners say, with technology becoming more affordable and available to the public, the best time to become an amateur radio operator is right now. UK veterans at Eagle's Nest introduced to ham radio. The Eagle's Nest at Sork Centre serves as a halfway house for veterans who have a hard time making their way back into civilian life. The typical stay is about six months, with an average of 75 residents. Some veterans stay much longer. Seven members of the Amateur Ham Radio group based in Little Falls spent a Sunday afternoon conducting an introduction to ham radio for the veterans at the nest. Many of the residents expressed a high interest in attending the session and those who did attend learned a lot in a short amount of time. New Zealand Radio Communications EMC Standards Notice 2015 The Radio Communications EMC Standards Notice 2015 was updated on the 13th of August and this revision includes additions to EMC standards and the removal of withdrawn, superseded and renamed standards. Further information for our ZL friends can be found on the RSM website under Compliance Standards for EMC and Radio. Hungarian radio amateurs can now apply for permits to operate in the band from 5350 kHz to 5450 kHz on a secondary basis. Their band already has a CW beacon at 5357 kHz using the call sign Hotel Alpha 7 Sierra Oscar Hotel. The third ITU inter-regional workshop on WRC 15 preparation took place in Switzerland this past week, September 1-3. Based on the ITUR preparatory studies and methods to satisfy the topics on the WRC 15 agenda that are included in the CPM report to WRC 15, as well as up-to-date information regarding the Bureau and regional preparations for RA 15 and WRC 15. In Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Operational news on Felix VK4FUQ, Dateline 2015. Oceania DX Contest voice first full weekend in October. Oceania DX Contest CW second full weekend in October. WIA Spring VHF UHF Field Day the weekend of the 14th and 15th of November. Special event stations DX Beacon Repeater and Net Advice. VK7 QSL News. New VK7 QSL Manager. We welcome Herman Westerhoff, VK7HW, as the new VK7QSL and awards manager. Herman has let us know that the QSL contact address has changed to VK7Bureau at WIA.org.au. Herman also asks any WIA members who use the QSL Bureau to contact him on the WIA email address so that he can build up a bit of a database. 
Special ham radio stations for papal visit. Pope Francis visits the United States September 22 to 27, and amateur radio will be a part of the celebration. Throughout the six-day event, six special event amateur radio stations will be on the air to commemorate the event. Call signs from the Washington, D.C. area will be K3P and N4P. From New York and New Jersey, the call will be K2P. W3FRC stroke WMF will be on the air from southeastern Pennsylvania, and W3P will be on the air in Philadelphia. WM3PEN, also of Philadelphia, will join in Friday 0000 GMT. Four unique QSL cards will be available along with a certificate to mark this special and historic event. The Longest Reign Next Wednesday, the Queen will become the longest reigning monarch, beating that of Queen Victoria. To that end, the Medway Amateur Receiving and Transmitting Society, MARTS, from Kent, will be running a special event station, GB2QLR, for the Queen's Longest Reign. To commemorate the event starting Wednesday the 9th of September, the day she attained the position for seven days, until midnight the following Tuesday. Volker, DL1ZB is active until the 29th of September as SV5-DL1ZB from COS. Dr. Kinesia, IOTA reference EU001. He is operating SSB, RITI, SSTB and PSK63 on 20 to 6 metres. QSL via DL1ZB, Bureau Preferred. A reminder that a group of UK operators will be activating Newey Island, OC040, as E6GG from the 16th to the 29th of September. They will be on 160 to 10 metres. A Sicilian station, II9IARU, is on the wireless, now until the 31st of December, celebrating the 90th anniversary of the International Amateur Radio Union. Again, your call to listen for will be II9IARU. For VK1WIA National News... I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. Hi, I'm Brian with this week's worldwide special interest group news beginning at digital and not good news from the US of A. The FCC is considering a proposal to lock down computing devices like routers, PCs, phones and SDRs to prevent modification. The website LibrePlanet.org reports FCC is considering a proposal to require manufacturers to lock down computing devices to prevent modification if they have a modular wireless radio or a device with an electronic label. The rules would likely restrict installation of alternative operating systems on your PC, like GNU Linux, OpenBSD, FreeBSD, etc., prevent research into advanced wireless technologies like mesh networking and buffer bloat fixes, ban installation of custom firmware on your Android phone, and discourage the development of alternative free and open-source Wi-Fi firmware like OpenWRT. The FCC is asking for comments on this proposal by October 9th. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier, LAPAN A2 launch. The Indonesian satellite LAPAN2, ORARI, carrying an FM transponder and an APRS digipeter, is planned to launch September 28th on India's PSLV C-30 rocket. The satellite will be deployed in a 650km near-equatorial orbit with an inclination of between 6 and 8 degrees, enabling it to cross the territory of Indonesia 14 times a day. The IARU has coordinated frequencies for LAPAN A2 ORARI, and those are in the text edition of this bulletin. To Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Amateur Old Timers. We heard earlier in the bulletin the reminder by Clive VK6CW of the RAOTC on-air broadcast tomorrow. Now comes news of an old-timer who's been hamming it up for 90 years. Charles Charlie Hellman, 
W2RP, licensed since 1925, has been presented with historic 90th anniversary award. Quarter Century Wireless Association Incorporated, QCWA, an international organisation of amateur radio operators, presented a 90-year license certificate award with serial number 1 to Charles Charlie Hellman, W2RP. Mr. Hellman is 105 years of age and is the oldest living amateur radio operator in the United States and possibly the world. Now to Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Radio Scouting, SOTA and Scouting. Ruben, VK7FREU, and Justin, VK7TW, were invited to Hewenville Scout Group for a show-and-tell on the Summits on the Air, or SOTA program. Ruben used his PowerPoint skills from school to put together a summary of why SOTA is such a great Foundation License activity. Hewenville Scouts boast a large number of young Foundation License holders who have their own stations set up and are eager to participate in scouting and radio events. Enter SOTA and a great mix with Joda. And remember, Joda is the largest scouting event in the world. Last year, over 1.3 million scouts participated across 157 countries. The event is held the third weekend of October. So for this year, next month, the Jamboree takes place on the 16th, 17th and 18th of October. To Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. So who rescues the rescue radio gear when the rescue radio gear needs rescue? The AWRL reports amateur repeaters have fallen victim to a Washington wildfire. Two central Washington repeaters owned and operated by the Lake Chelan Amateur Radio Club have been destroyed by one of the wildfires raging in that state. The co-located machines, one on two metres and one on six metres, were sited on Slide Ridge near Manson. On August 27th, the First Creek Fire completely levelled the building housing the repeaters. Scorched antennas and support structures are still standing, but are likely beyond repair. And that's all from me this week. I'm Brian, VK3GR. Rewind. Now for this Rewind story, we thank the ARRL, Southgate Amateur Radio News, and the home webpage you'll find in our text editions. Listen now to this snippet of audio from the moon in 1969. In July of 1969, a Louisvillian by the name of Larry Basinger accomplished an amazing feat. He independently detected signals from the Apollo 11 astronauts on the lunar surface. Fortunately, his accomplishments were recorded and promptly published in the Korea Journal. Larry Basinger was a technician for Louisville's WHAS 840 AM radio. He was also interviewed by the Collins Corporation, who were most impressed that anybody could detect the Apollo signals with home-built equipment. Now, Basinger's wife and daughter watched the Apollo 11 landing on TV while Basinger himself listened via his homebrew equipment. The signal on the home-built gear came through 5-10 seconds earlier than the signal on TV. When asked whether he found anything that NASA had edited out, he said no, absolutely everything was transmitted to the public on TV. In fact, he said, that was kind of disappointing. Part of the idea of this project was to hear the unedited real story. As it turned out, there was nothing edited out. He did not attempt to eavesdrop on any other Apollo missions. After Apollo 11, he moved on to other projects. But his noisy, though they be audio recordings, live on. 
Finally, as we wrap up WIA and the National News Service for the Father's Day of 2015, it's a look at the social scene. September 12 in VK4, Sunfest being held at Wombai. September 25 to 27 in VK4, it's the Chark AGM, the weekend camp at Fairburn, and that's near Emerald, but caravanners, please book into Lake Maraboon Holiday Village as soon as possible. Are you sleeping on site in the dorms? Then get your numbers in as Chark Secretary Helen and Steve, Victor Kilo for Sugar Mike, can plan catering for the acclaimed Saturday night gastronomic feed-up, arrange the troops to get enough chairs and treasure together for the coveted AGM Monster Auction, divvy up the available beds in the on-site dormitory, and ensure there's enough grub for the Saturday sausage sizzle and the Sunday recovery breakfast. Contact Helen and Steve via email now if you do intend going. vk4wch at wia.org.au October 2 to 5 in VK4, the Cardwell Gathering, the Beachcomber Motel and Tourist Park. October 25 in VK3, Ballarat Amateur Radio Group's Hamvention, that's being held at the Greyhound Track. And being held at Broadbeach on the Gold Coast, it's the Gold Coast Hamfest, October 25. November, VK3, QRP by the Bay. Details from VK3 YE Peter Parker, but this is held the second Saturday of November. Having a quick look at 2016, February 13 in VK3, Merck Hamfest, Werribee Masonic Centre. Feb 28 in VK3, EMDC Hamfest at the Great Ryrie Primary School. April 29 to May 2 in VK4, Clearview Gathering. Check Mackay Amateur Radio Society's website. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.